Hello and welcome to Industry Reactions. Industry Reactions is a weekly briefing on industry events, changes, and future trends that impact your business. We're your hosts, Rick Honer and Mark Friedel from Kempoint. You can find Industry Reactions on YouTube, LinkedIn, and as a podcast. For those watching on YouTube, make sure to hit that subscribe button, ring that notification bell, and smash that like button. We plan on discussing issues that impact the global industry and help you uncover new opportunities. We hope this will protect provide market intelligence that will keep you ahead of changing conditions. All right, and our first story this week actually comes uh, in our part of the world, Rick, uh, British Columbia, uh, just north of us here. Uh, a couple weeks ago, there were some very heavy rainfalls and which led to significant flooding, which just cut off the port of Vancouver uh, for a lot of products in our industry, petrochemicals, fertilizers, and other commodities from getting in and out of that region. Um, and that's really more by uh, rail and um, and truck traffic. So the port's still open from a, from a marine standpoint, but the port has been cut off uh, from other means. Yeah, it's pretty crazy watching that story and seeing some of the pictures. I hope the best for the community up there, um, but this is just one more thing happening to the global supply chain that we didn't need. Yeah. One more disruption. And spe speaking of that global supply chain, um, actually surprising enough, um, the the price for containers out of East Asia and China to US um, ticked slightly lower this week after falling significantly the previous week. Um, and the, the whole driver behind this, you, you might think it's because of, you know, all the initiatives around port congestion and et cetera that we've seen in the news, but it's actually just because we're past the peak shipping period. So if it wasn't already on a ship, it's not going to make it here by Christmas. And so it's not being shipped out. And so this, what we're seeing right now in terms of container availability and shipping prices is just due to being past the, uh, the peak season at this point. Yeah, hopefully they can use this time to get their feedback under them so that this situation doesn't get worse. All right, Rick, and a topic that you and I hear all the time, and it, it tends to be a, a hot topic in our industry, um, and it's really about how our industry is set to change as a result of um, decarbonization, sustainability, and uh, circularity in our industry. Uh, Boston Consulting Group, BCG, put out a, a recent report, or maybe it was an article, and it talked about how our industry will fundamentally change if, and, and actually I probably shouldn't say if, when our industry finally catches up with a lot of these initiatives around sustainability. Um, our industry has relied very heavily on, you know, cranking out volume. That's been the business model for 100 years. But you know, if and when we get to lowering and reducing um, our carbon footprint, uh, decarbonization, sustainability, volume's not going to be the key. And some businesses that are uh, very heavily dependent upon um, some of these, uh, you know, negative carbon footprint products, you're going to see their volumes decline significantly. While other types of businesses that are there to improve sustainability, we'll see their businesses boom a bit. Obviously, it sounds uh, fairly obvious. And some of the smaller companies are are not going to be able to survive and thrive as there's going to be more regulation, 
more reporting, and really a lot more transparency in our industry, especially when it comes to greenhouse gas emissions, which don't get reported as um, as transparently as we would like. Yeah, you know, Mark, when you and I were at ACC, what, two weeks ago, this was on everybody's conversation list was sustainability, setting out, out goals that weren't just aspirational, but actually had an action plan towards them. So um, I also see this as actually spurring some innovation and probably some startup companies to be able to take advantage of this because a lot of our industry just moves too slow. And so they're gonna need some help from new, quick, nimble companies to help them through that process. Yeah, unfortunately, we still see some companies moving too slow. You know, the, 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 the 2050 target of getting to carbon neutral, in my opinion, that's just way too far out. All right, and um, an another story around uh, pricing, price escalation, one that's hit uh, significantly <laughs> um, is uh, fertilizers. So um, the price of diammonium phosphate, which is the most widely used phosphate fertilizer, rose more than 78% over last year. Um, and so basically nitrogen-based fertilizers and hydrous ammonia, urea, basically all of those more than doubled uh, over the same time period. Um, and a lot of that is being driven by uh, a, a lot by the price of natural gas that helps um, make many of these fertilizers. Um, and on the other side, crops, major crops like corn, soybeans are also very high right now. So I expect that to see continued escalation um, and um, maybe peak out early next year sometime. Yeah, rising prices in the chemical industry. Wow. Yeah, big surprise. Big surprise. <laughs> now, uh, in our uh, weekly rail traffic report, uh, rail traffic continues to increase. Uh, we saw um, last week ending the ninth consecutive week where there's been an increase. Um, no surprise there. I think the only time we did see declines was during some weather-related stuff. Uh, I believe it was the, the hurricane that we saw on the Gulf Coast um a few months ago other than that it's continued to to climb um you know this entire year all right and then oil prices we'll just quickly cover this one so there's actually uh rising oil production in the u.s and across opec plus um which should help um improve uh, gas prices next year. However, in the short term, don't expect a much of a decrease uh, given that um, stockpiles have been reduced pretty significantly um, and um, their expectation is that Brent will stay above $80 through December. However, um, the thought is that this will lead to uh, reduction in gas prices next year. Yeah, much needed. All right, and moving on to uh, company news and announcements. Uh, the first story is in regards to uh, Royal Dutch Shell. So I wasn't aware of this, but um, Shell is going to consolidate its its office structure and actually relocate. Um, I always thought of them as a, a Dutch company headquartered in The Hague, and I think historically they have been, but they've all, always had a significant 
uh, location in London, which is where they're going to be relocating their headquarters moving forward. Uh, the company is also planning to remove the Royal Dutch designation from the name. I guess that makes sense. And I think it's just going to be called Shell from now on and it be it being a UK company. So Royal Dutch gets the Royal Flush. <laughs> Good one. All right. So into uh, M&A news, BSF and uh, Cayman have signed an agreement. Uh, BSF is going to sell the KLN materials or minerals business to Cayman, um, which is a um, uh, a business that's out of Macon, Georgia. Um, and that business uh, uh, basically is part of BASF today. Um, and the deal, um, let's see, Mark, do you know what this deal, actually it doesn't list the size of the deal, but. Well, uh, it says sales around 150 million euro, um, and that's in top line sales for, for 2020. Yeah. So not a, not a huge uh, deal. But again, I, I don't know how big Cayman is. I'd imagine this will be a, um, a sizable acquisition for them. Yeah. All right, and moving on to um, more acquisition news. Rogers Corp, and I believe this story is um, a, a little bit dated, as uh, I think we all remember uh, just in the news recently, just a couple weeks ago, Rogers Corp was announced to be acquired by DuPont, um, I believe it was a uh, $5 billion transaction. But just before that, they did announce that they were acquiring a, a UK-based uh, silicone company called Silicone Engineering Limited. And this is kind of a, a boutique silicone company that is doing a lot of work for you know EV markets, medical applications, and other industrial markets. I can imagine there's some definite uh, changes within Rogers, having gone th acquiring a small company and then being acquired themselves all within the same time period. Yeah, not to mention <laughs> DuPont and the massive transformation that they <laughs> are going through and will go through in 2022. Yeah. All right, and the last deal to talk about today is Sika. So they've uh, signed an agreement to acquire MBCC Group uh, which is the formal construction chemicals business from of BASF. Uh, and uh, the the size of that value is six billion dollars with a B, which looks like the business sold for about eleven and a half times uh, EBITDA. So um, lots of changes within um, the adhesive space. We've seen you know discussions or sales with Huntsman, with Ashland, with Eastman. So a lot of changes within that uh, overall adhesive dynamic. Yeah, and I wasn't too familiar with NBCC. It looks like they were owned by a private equity company, Lone Star Funds. But six billion—that's fairly uh, sizable. Yeah, and they're estimating that the that eleven and a half times earnings multiple will drop to eight and a half times earnings multiple if you take into account some of the expected synergies um, which were estimated between 160 million Swiss francs to 180 million Swiss francs um, which is which for those who don't know Swiss francs pretty close to one to one with a dollar Good all stuff. right 
And that is it for this week's edition of Industry Reactions. We will return next week with a fresh batch. Until then, stay safe. Take care.